today we're gonna take a look at a report about smokable cannabis toothpicks yeah we're also going to take a look at some pre-rolls though first coming up looking at how pre-rolls increased 20 percent of sales during the pandemic during 2020 Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. So cannabis pre-rolls are outperforming the overall market growth. Uh, pre-rolls surging nearly 50% from last year in, in key recreational states, uh, obviously spurred by that pandemic. So becoming the fa second fastest growing product category behind flour, cannabis consumers are continuing to shop for value and convenience. So price and convenience, the number two, number one and number two thing that any consumers looking at price and convenience, cannabis being no different, maybe that's because it's maturing. So in case you didn't know, pre-rolls, the commonly used industry term for a professionally rolled marijuana cigarette, otherwise known as a joint. <laughs> Thank you, MJ Business Daily. So uh, headset data uh, analytics company is looking at uh, recreational markets and pre-rolls for California, Colorado, Nevada, Oregon, and then Washington as well. So increasing up 47.1%. That's a total of $640 million in 2019 to 941 million in 2020. So outpacing the total marijuana market growing by 39% during the same time period only flower grew by more at 54 percent so 2020 pre-rolls had a 10 percent category market share by total sales up from nine and a half in 2019 so looking at um, information from leaflink in los angeles and new york reporting that sales of pre-rolls are up on the national level sales of product categories increasing 144 percent year over year and in January of 2021, pre-rolls made up 7.94% of the total market share, uh, an increase of 1.7%. So why are pre-rolls performing so well? Well, there's several explanations looking at um, a couple of them being that it's a good way for consumers to experiment. So if you want to spend, you know, 10 bucks and try a couple of different strains and see how that affects, uh, you know, uh, how it affects you. Maybe it's the terpenes, maybe it's the flavonoids, maybe uh, it's the high percentage of CBD or, and or THC. People want to try different things. So same thing probably when you, if or when you tried alcohol, uh, maybe you like one thing and not another. So great opportunity for that. Another one is that there's no longer a way to sell um, one gram packages. So maybe there's um, you know, subgrams. If you want to try a third or a half gram, that's that opportunity. Um, people that want to try small stuff. Another thing, easy to use new entrants to the market. So if you don't have a bong, if you don't have a dab rig, if you don't want to buy anything, um, pre-rolls are the way to go. So in Washington state, Number one demographic for pre-rolls is uh, white women over the age of 50. And that's probably the soccer mom who doesn't want to have anything, just burn it down and toss it. So convenience, I guess, is back to that factor. So not a lot of people are going to want to spend $300 on a dab rig or, you know, anything else. They just kind of want to grab it and go. Think about what you do or what people do in the grocery store with alcohol. They'll go and buy some beer and they, you know, drink it and then they throw it away. So the whole ritual of having an expensive apparatus is probably not going to fit for a lot of people. <clears throat> and then finally, another um, reason for the proliferation of pre-rolls is looking at um, poor quality shake and trim. A lot of companies aren't wanting that. 
And so looking for high quality flour. And so there's some uh, companies out there specializing in high quality pre-rolls apparently. So this article goes into uh, asking a few people around the country on their take on uh, pre-rolls in Michigan. There's an individual uh, chief development officer for a particular brand who said that uh, there's a huge increase in sales of pre-rolls since last year. Again, that is in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, and then down to pre-rolls being a great way for consumers to try out new strains. That was the reason behind that. So Jim Belushi's farm in Southern Oregon said that pre-rolls make up about 35% of their company's revenue since the pandemic. Their joints have jumped about 22% year over year. Labor costs and packaging take up about 75% of the payroll, according to Belushi, and said that um, the company rolled a quarter of a million joints in 2020. And one of his company's signature products is a six-pack of quarter-gram joints. A lot of people just want to be able to consume that by themselves and not have to put it out, burn it down and go. Um, looking at the East Coast uh, in Massachusetts, it looks like pre-rolls made up this particular store's sales of 10% of store sales and full grand pre-rolls being the biggest in that category, selling around $16 in Massachusetts. They also said that people are buying mini joints, um, that is two half gram joints for $20 or buying in bulk five one gram joints for $60. And in Portland, Maine, pre-rolls doubled in sales over the past two years. And a lot of that because of you know convenience factors. Apparently, Maine consumers enjoying new strains, uh, trying smaller um, you know, mini joints as they're, as they're calling those. And then high quality flour is more uh, the rule than the exception. I'm not really sure why they're throwing that in a pre-roll is because if you can't see it, how are you going to know that it's high quality? So it's interesting that they're kind of lumping that in there. So 40 million sightseers this year are going to be up in Maine. Hopefully the tourists can help them out because it's not helping out uh, Nevada at all, but uh, more of your pre-roll needs. Come back to the Talking Hedge with that. We're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Oh, wait a second. Forgot about this. <laughs> all right, before we burn this one down, looking at Israeli smokable cannabis toothpicks. At first, I thought this was kind of a really stupid idea. I wasn't sure. Like, if you have a bong, what are you going to do? Break up a toothpick and then smoke that? But essentially what it's for is uh, European and, and Eastern European cannabis smokers who don't really smoke a lot of cannabis. So this is something that they're going to have tobacco in. And then you literally take the toothpick and then jam it into your uh, spliff. So it's tobacco, predominantly tobacco. And this is what that's for, I'm assuming, right? So I can just kind of see in this video here that they've got, this guy literally just has this... Um, Thing that kind of looks like exactly like a toothpick and he just jams that into cigarette and smokes it so kind of a novelty uh, very small market i would imagine um but relevant to to the market over there in uh, in eastern europe so kind of looks cool if there was cbd i would definitely shove that in um you know a joint from time to time get a nice little one-to-one -one ratio euphoric energetic uplifting kind of like the talking hedge so you come back here to the talking hedge and find out more with that we're gonna roll this one up i'm josh kincaid this is the talking hedge don't forget to like share and subscribe or don't and i'm out don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. 
Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.